Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio's South Asian show. I'm joined here by Kami Kays. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Very good. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Just, I think blue January is coming up. So it's that time of year where everyone's just a bit post Christmas break, beginning of the year, a bit down mm-hmm. in the dumps. But got to keep that positive energy up, which obviously you can do with this new song that you've released. Thank you. So for the listeners that might not know that much about you, um, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into music and how long you've been doing it, that sort of thing? Okay, basically, my name's Kami Case. I've been into, I've been into music for many, many years. Um, I've started getting involved in music in my college days. And uh, at that time, it was more like a grime scene. You know, that's where I picked it up, how to, because I friends and peers who were studying music as well at that time in college. So I learned how to record, um, how to record songs, how to do recording, record uh, sound engineering, how to, the basic things like how to record a song, how to master a song, that kind of stuff. Then slowly, slowly, as when time went on, I picked up more stuff, you know, how to create music, how to make a track. Uh, Back then it was quite, it was, it was more simpler because it was just grind music and grind music, you know, yourself, it's quite, the, the way the song is, it's quite similar all the way through. It's like the same beat all the way through the song. And then I, uh, when I went to university, then I picked up more, I've met more people who were actually music producers themselves. And, uh, you know, started hanging around, hanging around with them. I started picking up more stuff. Basically it's because of the people that I used to hang around with and stuff. I picked up the skills as well. And also because of my interest in music from a young age, you know, that gave me that, you can say that kind of push as well, you can say. So how did you find it then if you started out um, doing grime um, and learning how to record that? What was it like um, moving from that to your more traditional um, non-Western music? Did you find that it was a lot harder to do or were there some similar techniques that you used or was it a bit of both? Grime, as you know yourself, grime is just a simple kind of music, a simple kind of genre. It's a genre of rap. You know, it's quite repetitive in the way that it is. It's all the way through. It's the same beat. But whereas uh, Asian music or whatever name you want to give it, it's more hard, it's more sophisticated. You know, you have to keep on changing, changing, composing the way the music, you have to actually compose. Whereas in grime music, you don't have to really compose. It's just the same beat looped around and around and around and around and around and that's it. It's a big, it is a big difference between the both, but my heart was always in more traditional music, but with the urban, with the Western touch, not your typical um, Asian music, you know, with your tabla and your dolak, and that's it, like the old school, like how the old songs were. I give it, I take the essence of that, but I mix it with more Western or more upbeat music. That's what I've been doing, you know, all my songs that I've released so far. So that probably brings us on to your most recent song, Mutia, which you brought out at the very beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like that's been doing well so far. So mm-hmm. do you want to tell us a little bit about um, how that specific song came about and what it means to you? The song Mutia itself, it's more, it's got more like a traditional feel. It's basically it's a Punjabi song, as you may have seen from the video, heard from the song itself. It features an artist, who's a film film singer. She's been singing in the films for over probably 30 years. Um, she's the niece of a very famous singer, Noor Jahan. I don't know if you, if you know who Noor Jahan is and stuff. 
she was her, her niece and um, it is a big collab in its own right not many people get to work with her um, she is a big legend in her own right and stuff like my collabs that I've done I've always done with people who have recognition have you know who are quite famous in the Asian in the music industry and stuff but these are artists from back home I don't really collab with artists from the UK but I have started you know things always change all the time um, because I, I personally think it is important that we do keep the traditional heritage that we have. Yes, we can have rap in our songs. You know, we can have, you know, a little bit of emceeing or grime or whatever and stuff, but we still have to keep the traditional essence. We still have to, um, and that's what is lacking a lot in these days. There's not much traditional songs. Traditional in the sense of the way the songs are, the concept of the songs, the lyrics, uh, the composition and stuff. Um, what I produce is quite different to you. You, can, you probably heard my previous stuff as well. It's quite different to what is being produced as well, because a lot of concerns that a lot of the music what's coming out is a lot of mashup. It relates on mashups or um, cover versions and stuff like that. Which no disrespect to anyone if that's what they want to do. That that that's their own choice. I appreciate that. I respect that. But if an artist is trying to make their mark or trying to make their originality they have to start off by making something original. They can't, you know, produce mashup. One week, they do a mashup. The second week, they do another mashup. The third week, they do another mashup. That doesn't really bring much originality for an artist. You know, you can go and explore. I, I would say to explore and take some time out and research the music so you have a full understanding to it, not just listen to a song that's been trending and decide that you want to do your version of it and you you think you can get recognition from that. That is how music works, whether it's English music, whether it's Desi music, whether it's, I don't know, rap music. So I think the mashups personally, they need to be kind of like calmed down now because it's just going to be an overkill. Everyone's deciding to do mashups and stuff every single week. To be fair, I suppose the fact that everyone is focusing on those mashups and covers mm. makes it even more refreshing when something like this that is original content comes through. Mm. Like it is, it's very nice to hear something like, I know what you mean, like not just in, in Asian music, but I think in all music at the moment, there's such a big lean on him, sampling and re-jigging stuff. And I think if it's done well and if it's not done all the time, then it works. But when you hear it all the time and not necessarily done that well, which again, that's people's own opinion, but I've heard quite a few songs recently, which I thought it would be so good if they just kind of had took a fresh approach on it. So yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying in that respect. So going back to um, the collaboration, um, obviously you've talked about how um, um, Azra Johan is such like a um, esteemed figure. How did you actually secure that in collaboration then? Because she sings for films. Um, obviously, a person who sings for films, like a playback singer, is always, always busy because their job is to sing for films. And it took me probably, you could say, at least around three to four months to even get to get hold of her. Not seal the deal. That means just, just talking to her to get in contact with her because the situation is with the artists back home, you have to go through another person to go to get to them, like, I don't know, their agent or someone that takes their calls or something like that. It's not like you can pick up the phone or Instagram them and stuff and you're directly in contact with them. It, it doesn't work like that. 
you have to go to another third person and that was that itself was a lengthy process then i had to find out whether she would be if she wanted to take the project on or if she didn't want to take the project on as well mm-hmm. but because she heard my previous stuff um she heard that i worked with another female singer which was my very very first project her name was homera chana herself she's been she's been featured in uh, coke studio i don't know if you're aware of okay. coke studio yeah a lot of artists in Coke Studio, and she was one of them. So she she's been a, a playback singer again for films for over twenty years, thirty years, and she's been on that platform. And because of that, that kind of she goes like, I know you've been working with these 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 kind of people. I will agree to work with you and stuff. And then we got cracking. You know, um, I had a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of WhatsApp video calls to explain what the composition was, how I wanted the song to be sung. um it, because obviously the covid uh, i was meant to fly over to pakistan for two weeks but that was quite sure i couldn't do that because of the covid restrictions of going you know sometimes we were in the red sometimes pakistan was in the red list sometimes we wasn't in the red list and so that did cause a lot of disruptions but thankfully due to technology and stuff i can it's like how being you talking now that's the way that i could talk to her so that wasn't much of a problem so you say it wasn't much of a problem then because i'm interested i think because i think a lot of artists especially in light of covid but also even before that it's become a lot more common place to produce and make music not necessarily in the same room as each other but mm. how how did you find that not it's not it's not say it's not even the fact that you're not in the same room as each other this is literally you're on different continents like was there any issue when it came to actually bringing the track together or did you find that it was pretty smooth sailing oh it was it was probably she did um, we did have some rehearsals and stuff and i did hear the rehearsals and stuff but what i wasn't happy with was sometimes she's she's a good artist in herself but the, like with any recordings it doesn't perfect the perfect recording doesn't always happen on the first time you actually sing on the mic you have to take two attempts three attempts four attempts but because she's been singing for such a long time and stuff um she mastered it within two takes within two sessions she done the song like that she done it complete completed the whole song uh vocals uh which was quite fast so i didn't really experience much of a problem with her because yeah, so obviously the- she's a um, artist that's been singing for quite some time I think that had a big role to play in it as well because if you've been doing if you've been singing for over 20 30 years and uh, you just say because she's she may she was familiar with the tune as well so she picked it up like that and it, that was a much of a problem yeah so if you've been singing for 20 or 30 years a bit of technology isn't going to be much of a barrier it's not going to mm-hmm. stop you from making a bit it's really easier for the artists now because back then there wasn't really um back 20 30 years ago and stuff it was more like more or less the analog system you know the big big reels that used to go around and around, yeah. and around. there wasn't any copy and paste or you know you could cut this out you could cut this out on on the computer and stuff it was like you have that one take and that's it if not you have to do the whole song if there's one mistake you have to do the whole song all over again i suppose one could argue that that's very authentic in that it has to be one take but on the other hand you're right in terms of it is such a big benefit to be able to chop up stuff and put it back together that sort of thing. Uh, you mentioned the um, video briefly before and what was the concept and inspiration behind that? Well, the, obviously uh, the song itself like I, I told I expressed it's more of a cultural song more of a folk song. 
So I decided that this video is, is, is shot in India. As you can tell from the video, it's shot in India because it helps with the cultural aspect of the song. It goes along with what the song is discussing. Mutyar itself means a female in Punjabi, you know yourself. And the way the color is, the colors are, the clothes they wear, you know, the traditional clothing that they are, the way they act, what the song's about, it all goes in that kind of scenery. You won't get that kind of scenery in England at all. You won't get yeah. that scenery, you won't get that feel in England as well. So I thought that would be the best way if we send, if we go for the shooting in India, that would be, go with along with the song. Yeah, for sure. Like the video itself is incredibly um, colourful, which obviously reflects part of the culture. And yeah, you definitely wouldn't get that over here. You'd probably yeah, just get, yeah, grey skies and everything. Um, but probably coming to the end of the interview now, do you want to just maybe let us know what have you got planned for the rest of 2022? Anything imminent? Anything for later on in the year? Like, what has it got in store for you? Oh God, I'm working already. Currently speaking, I'm currently working on a few different songs. Um, I'm working on one with one of the Bangra singers, one of the old Bangra singers from the UK. Well, we've just recorded that song. Um, I'm just going to compose the music for that. There's another song which I've used, I don't know if you're aware of it, I've done a song last year called Birmingham. Right, yeah. Um, Navid Central. Naveed Central in the, in, in the music video and stuff, he's, he's a, like a vlogger. I don't know if you've come across him. I've uh, heard it, yeah. That singer um, who sang that Birmingham song, I'm doing it, I've recorded another song with him. And I'm featuring a, a rapper from Derby, I think it's from Derby on that song. Because I, I want to give a little, I want to give a break to youngsters who, who want to be in the music scene but they don't know where to go. That's a very, another important part as well that I'll come across and I'll talk about in more detail. And he approached me, you know, he goes, look, I'm a rapper and stuff, you know, I really, really want to feature in one of his songs. And he sent me a few of his demos and stuff. And I go, you want to do it? He goes, yeah. I go, all right then, send your vocals. This is what the track's about. And he, he wrote down his bars, whatever you want to call them, bars or whatever, whatever they are. And uh, he sent them to me and I, we mixed them into the song and it's a good vibe. There's two rappers on that song. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's one from here and there's one from back home. Mm -hmm. So you've got your Punjabi rap and you've got your English rap, two in one. I, I like, I, with me, I like to do different, different things. Like I like to do cultural songs. I like to do more upbeat songs. You know, I like to do a little bit of Punjabi rap as well, which I'm, I've just discussed that song with yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't like to just stick to one genre. I think that's boring. That's not really what an artist is about or what a, mu a music producer is about. They should be able to adapt and try new, new things. I've also done a Sufi song as well that I've done last year as well, which has had a more of a religious kind of, devotional kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't, I don't, I don't know how people, no disrespect to them again and stuff, but I don't know how people can produce stuff but it's the same thing, same thing again and again yeah. and again and again. There's no, there's no inspiration. There's no, no variation. It's just like the same thing. It's like yeah. sometimes people, I hear someone doing one thing, and then I hear this, another person do exactly the same thing. There's no, there's no variation. With it. It's just like the same thing. Yeah, I think the thing to emphasize is that 
it's possible to do it's possible to make um content and uh, material that is sounds different but then still has that same stamp of your production technique on it like it's possible for producers to make songs that sound completely different but then you can still tell oh it's that producer like that that's what's impressive when you can do multiple different um genres or songs that um all have their own unique um flair to them but then at the same time you can tell oh yeah that's so and so that's produced that rather than them just producing like you say the same beat kind of regurgitated over and over again like because you're right it does get a bit boring and it makes you think like if people do enjoy listening to the same it just gets repetitive it's just like mm. you listen to the same thing on repeat but just in someone else's voice mm. that's how it seems to me like get repetitive and stuff there needs to be more I'd say there needs to be more creativity, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the British Asian music uh, music stuff that's coming that's that's coming out. More creativity, and more originality, mm-hmm. definitely by all means. Because um, these mashups and stuff, it's not. I think there are a lot of talented people, but they don't know. That's another uh, thing that I was going to link to that point that I said about the rapper from Derby. Um, there's a lot of artists that they want they want to work but they don't know where to go they don't know what channels to do they don't, they don't know what channels to go through they don't know who to contact they don't know how to get a song produced they don't know because they all they know is that they have inspiration they have a good voice but they don't know how to utilize it basically in broad in, in, in a broad way so which is quite sad and stuff because there's not much I don't think there's much support for the newcomers and a lot of newcomers do say the same thing as well they go that you know there's not there's not much support for new talent, you know there's no there's no one who's established in a certain way that they approach us. There's no one approaching us. You know we have to do everything ourselves. But yeah, I think there should be more unity within the artists, especially in the British Asian music artists. More unity, work together, and the artists that need help, like upcoming artists, so give them that helping hand. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm not saying to you go out there and produce a song for them. Just give them that advice. Take that little time out. Give them some tips because everyone started new. I started new. No one helped me. Mm. You know, everyone everyone comes from a starting point. You're you're definitely right, and I think there are I think there are people out there like yourself that are willing to give that helping hand. It's just a case of actually sourcing them, and I think it would be better if more people were as open to giving that helping hand. I think it's especially the case for up-and-coming Asian artists because, I mean, up-and-coming artists in general, it's always hard to get into music. But when we think about, um, for example, um, white artists or artists going into genres that are generally consumed by the white majority population, it's a lot easier to go down those avenues because everyone is doing that. Everyone knows what to do. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot more people out there um, who can say this is the correct way to do it. But with British Asian music, um, first of, co- of course, um, British Asians are a minority within the population. And then within mm-hmm. that, you've got to find the, the other minority of the people that are actually involved in music and can actually help you. So, yeah, I mean, so anyone listening to this, um, if you need a helping hand, you know where to find them. Kamikaze, so where can people find you? Well, they can find me on my Instagram, which is Kamikaze Official Backup. That's, I'm active on there, but I'm on TikTok as well, which is at Kamikaze Official. 
Mm-hmm. The amount of two channels which I you know, mostly use mm-hmm. where people can get a hold of me and stuff. Wow, it's nice to have Halima back in the studio. Yeah, it's and, been a long time. Yeah, I know. And it's upgrade. We've got fancy new desks. We've got fancy new mixer. We've got fancy new chairs, new lights. And we've also got a fancy new WhatsApp which Mm -hmm. I wrote the number down for. So basically, guys, this is going to be a lot easier for you to get involved in the conversations that we're having. So if you get up WhatsApp now and add the contact, so it is 07412-634-877. So that's 07412-634-877. Then we can get all your messages and yeah, we just chat to you. Live participation. I know. Yeah, whilst I do a few technical things, um, Halima, Simran, why don't you chat about what you've been up to? Simran, what have you been up to? (laughs) So we've just, obviously, while we've been playing this pre-recorded interview, me and Carlos are in the studio just chatting and Simran's up on live stream. And she just showed us that meme of, you know, um, Squidward looking out the window at Patrick and Spongebob. (laughs) Sorry, love. Because I can't hear you guys. So I just will see you guys just having fun and I'm just here Oh, secrets. We've been sending secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As soon as I came on, I heard technical difficulties difficulties so what happened this time well you you know what it is right so like obviously this is really good actually like that we've got a new studio we're still able to do things virtually all of that but i've got the laptop on one end of the desk i've got the dj mixer going on i've got the camera over there i've got like trying to sort out the mics and that like you're just a man in demand is it's just all over like producer life but we are here, we are ready, and I also found out that last week I was u- using the wrong mic, which explains a lot, but we move. <laughs> it's all fixed now, it's all fixed. Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all part of the ride, guys. But, let's get into discussing it then. All of these parties. Hmm. <laughs> you just said, I like how that was no introduction, let's get into discussing it then. Like It. You knew, well, you knew this was coming. Yeah. As soon as people saw the breaking news, they were like, I wonder what Mango Masala has to say about this. Yeah. 100. So who wants to kick things off with... Well, I know. You know what? I'm going to kick things off. Yeah, go on. You kick things off. So... Recap for those who don't know. Yeah, recap. So unless you've... If you haven't been looking at the news, you will probably have seen that there's been a number of revelations mm-hmm. that downing street have hosted multiple parties um at their residence um over the course of the pandemic while the rest of the country was in lockdown um these are straight facts you can go and check it for yourself um and it's just been revelation after revelation um i mean i, I don't know what more there is to say about it really but i think the most recent ones have been that there was actually parties on the eve of prince philip's funeral so it's just like full on i didn't know i did not know that okay guys that would have been sorry go disclaimer i'm not on social media so like i don't i'm not really very up to date with like just new stuff but obviously this is like you can't escape it i went on youtube and all the go on I guess a quick side point is that for me, like without social media, I would not know what's happening on the news. No, it's true. I've literally been that living in my, my old world. It's, it's been about that six. Out. It's been about six weeks, I think, that I've been off social media, and I'm not. I, I think it'll probably be another few months, to be honest. Like, I'm gonna stay for a while this time around, and I am really very much in my own world. 
Which mm. is a good and bad thing. Yeah, is that why it took you two uh, days to reply to us? Yeah, sorry. I yeah. mean, that's just that's just me, <laughs> me in general. But even more so now because I'm just not on my phone as much because I don't have social media. Yeah. No, it's fair. And I think it'd be nice to talk about about that bit more when we're talking about ways to stay positive and maintain um Yeah, back to the health. back to the roast back to the yeah, cooking. The back to the cooking. But yeah. Uh, is is funeral. Yes. I did not know that. So basically, obviously, I don't think anyone here is by any means a monarchist. But <laughs> even there's a little bit inside me that it was a little bit sad when you think about um, the fact that these, I think it was two separate parties were held the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Then obviously you've got the image of the Queen um, at Prince Philip's funeral by herself wearing a mask mourning like she wasn't what able to What's he got to say about this? Exactly. So Downing Street has apologised yeah. to um, the palace, which is, people have been pointing out that that's quite weird because it's like, so who's the people? You know what I mean? Like, mm. And it's just apparent. So apparently, Boris Johnson wasn't at this um, this Prince, Prince Philip one. Apparently, he was somewhere else. But I think the thing is, but it's numerous parties. Like, yeah, it was. It's been. It's been. There's been a few. Um, yeah, and I, it was. Was it May around the summertime? May 2020. Like first lockdown. Like first major lockdown when everyone was in their houses. Yeah. No one even knew what was going. The on. The pandemic like, was raging. Boring. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Pandemic and was raging. That's at this the point. other thing. The other, the most recent thing is that apparently they kept on hosting Wine Time Fridays. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so while your while the people in your country are dropping like flies, losing jobs, losing family NHS members, stop. friends, the NHS is at breaking point. Mm. People are not allowed to leave their homes. You man are living it up. Garden. People have been. Was, there's been multiple tweets just being like. Um, Oh, um, so they were just wasted throughout the whole of the pandemic. Makes sense now. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like him missing the Cobra meetings. He was just on a hangover, babe. That's Ugh. mental. He was just dying in bed with a headache. Allegedly. Like, he was missing all those meetings. He was partying, and around him, everyone was stuck in their houses, and the country was in literal ruins. <sighs> yeah. So this is why, like, obviously, there's been a recent upsurge this week of new allegations of these parties etc and i'm just kind of a bit i'm not over it because i'm not saying by any means that people should stop reporting on this because it is like it's wrong but i'm just a bit like not surprised at this point right i'm not surprised and also if boris johnson does end up resigning which is questionable as to whether he will um it will be a bit of a kick in the teeth to everyone that knows all the other questionable things that he's done in the past and hasn't designed for you know what i mean it'll be the fact that he had some parties when the whole the rest of the uk was in lockdown rather than some i won't go into in detail but you know like there's a golden um article out there which literally lists every questionable thing boris johnson has done so yeah yeah. it's surprising like it's actually surprising because i feel like this is the first time that I've seen his res- resignation being kind of demanded so ardently by the British public, right? Mm. Which, I mean, it's a great thing because the man should never been, in my opinion, should never been prime minister in the first place. Um, so it is good because I was kind of, I got to the point where I was like, it's, I don't know, I was just so, I mean, I still am, don't, don't get me wrong, this doesn't change anything really for me, but... I just did not think anything would shake the public's kind of like um, uh, subservience to the Tories, you know, their mm. kind of like obedience to the Tories. 
Um, but surprisingly, like this seems to add the polls for the first time. You know yeah, how we've yeah, said yeah. on the show before, every time there's a Tory scandal, the next day they're even up in the polls. This for the first time they're down and Labour were like quite significantly up in the polls, like which is really surprising. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you know what we're we're, we're talking about it and we're laughing about it slightly because obviously you got you got to laugh or you cry. Talking about how you know he's hungover and and this and that's why they weren't leading the party properly and all this kind of stuff, but. <clears throat> when you actually think about it, it's so sinister. Mm. It's so sinister. Like, Touchwood, I feel like all three of us, like, we've been kind of like, we've been fine during the pandemic, right? But there yeah. are, there are like massive amount of people in this country who have not. Like, the death toll was, last time I checked, what was it, 130, 140k? 150k. Yeah. The death toll in this country from COVID or COVID related, like, things has been like 150k the pandemic at that time was absolutely raging bearing in mind that we didn't know at that time when it was coming to an end didn't it, have any vaccine didn't we didn't have, have vaccine exactly limited testing exactly like, yeah. exactly like we were really like when i think back to that time it was such a harrowing time it mm. was such a harrowing time and like people it was scary it was terrifying yeah. people were literally dropping like flies people were dying every single day people were losing parents siblings spouses and not being able to uh, and having to watch them die through a phone screen like that is such a uniquely harrowing like phenomenon right that that is not something that you could ever write i feel like two years ago i would never ever have predicted that there would be people thousands tons of tens over hundred hundred thousand people who would be in that situation and that is that is nevertheless the situation that the country and the world found itself in, um, and and to now think that government officials because yeah there's it's the party but it wasn't just the party like and I, I, there's already other stuff that we know and I bet you there's still so much that we do not know the yeah. way this government in general has acted during this entire pandemic is abysmal it's actually it's so corrupt it's so everything mm. from from these parties to not following the rules to to decent money from the british public the 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 sham of this track and trace app billions of pounds taken from the taxpayer where you could be using it to fund the nhs to like give people appropriate care for invest in in medicine mm. and none of that none of that you man are pocketing that to then not only do your job and be and and drinking with your mates in a garden while ev while the whole country well when people can't even see their parents die yeah it's so like when you sit and you think about it it is so corrupt yeah even enough for apparently gary neville this morning is joining the labor party apparently that was the final straw for him like yeah it's so <laughs> oh man it's so like i don't know some part of me is like absolutely like furious and some part of me is just like i i yeah, expected exactly. it yeah. i bet you there's so much worse that we do not know about in my opinion it really does make you think as well because again like this isn't us we don't have any say in whether or not boris johnson is resigning that's up to the relevant people he should but but yeah in our opinion no it's but, not i don't even think it's an opinion we're the body politic we get to say we get to demand his resignation like you can literally write to him and be like resign boris johnson if you're listening resign you should never have been in that in that in that house in the first place again go to the Galdem article to see why but i think even it, it's just it's just 
I think once he got to a certain point, I was just like, the fact that he hasn't resigned, I don't think he's going he's to. He's gonna. And the, it's the most recent thing to come out as well, is there's been someone that's leaked that in light of everything that's been going on, um, he's been putting this um, plan in place to basically let staff take the fall so that yep. he can take job. Yeah. And you know what it's called? Operation Save Big Dog. That is, no, he, don't he, lie. he has caught it. Don't lie. Operation Save Big Dog. Yeah. This guy is, he's so like, he's so weird. He's so terrifying. Uh, Operation Save Big Dog. Yeah. That's terrible. So he's just, it's just collateral damage, isn't it? As if the 150k dead bodies wasn't enough. Now he's just, he's all his, his entire administration is now collateral yeah. damage as well. It's like, um, that video of Allegra Stratton, like obviously, not I'm not a fan of her in in most respects, yeah. but the fact that she took the fall for that, I think, was unwarranted. I think that like there are plenty of other people who should have been in the fire line 100%. before she was. So. Every, everyone involved, yeah. everyone involved, every single person involved. That's why this um, the name has gone from my head. Who was it that was doing whistleblowing? Dominic, Dominic Cummings. Cummings still is yeah that's why <laughs> that's why i mean even even just every instance that we've seen of 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 the tories just not following their own rules it's just been abysmal and it's just keep coming isn't it it's not mm. stopping the revelation of the revelation city up in here it's not it's just not stopping yeah what more is there that we don't know so Simon, if you've been talking we haven't heard anything no you've gone on mute Simon, you've been silent for ages yeah I thought bloody hell, she's listening very intently and then I've just seen your mouth move. One sec, let me try and fix that. Halima, express your discontent a bit more. Um, Yeah, guys, if you... Okay, so in all seriousness... Hello. Oh, she's back. <laughs> there we go. No way. Out. Simran, well, like, you haven't been talking for this for the entire... like. Yeah, I thought you have been a bit quiet. Yeah, I was Sorry. like, wow, she's really listening intently. I was like, this is this yeah. doesn't sound like Simran. Oh, go, yeah. go on, Simran, have, have your say. I wasn't... Wait, I have you been say, talking um, and thinking that we were talking <laughs> over you? Oh my god! I was like, I'm, I'm like, start talking and then be like, okay. Oh my sorry, god! Sorry. No, we just gotta hear you, man. Sorry. Um, I was gonna say like, I think this is the one where people. It's it's this what I'm about to say is ridiculous, but this is the one where people are demanding the resignation because the whole experience of COVID and lockdown affected every single person like amongst the British public, right? And it took away one thing that is so um, core to British culture, which is like socializing, drinking, partying, and yeah, doing all that. So the yeah. fact that he's done that while we was all sat inside miserable, yeah. I think is the one thing that they're like- That's their betrayal, isn't it? Took away our fun and yeah. your rubbish in our faces. Now you can resign, which is ridiculous that it's come to that compared to like, for example, Carlos, like everything in the Gaudem article, everything, we won't go into it, but everything he's done over the decades as a politician. But this is the one thing now where it's like, it was such a universal experience across the world and nationwide for the British public as well. Just being stuck in our houses, unsure, you know, how horrific it was going through the pandemic. So many people losing people and having to go through like the, all the separate crises within NHS staff working from home, small businesses being affected. Like everyone was affected in different ways and everyone was stuck in the house dealing with several issues and mental health problems on top of that, that something so kind of trivial at this point like a party i think was enough to send the british public 
over the tipping point yeah. and now people are mad and now i think even <sighs> if coronavirus the situation with the disease itself gets worse and they try and impose another lockdown i really really can't see people listening to it now yeah definitely mm. not they've De- lost credibility they have like they have. It, not that they necessarily had too much of it in the first place for most yeah. people because um, there's been anti-lockdown protests since the beginning and anti-vaccine protests and just so much government resistance from the very beginning you know parties and missed cobra meetings and the a hand like the mishandling of several things all of that aside even march 20 20 march 2020 when it began people were saying from that point onwards the government were handling things wrong you know we locked down late mm. in the beginning anyway when all the mm. european countries were locking mm. down that from the beginning of whatever date it was that we locked down yeah people were saying that that came like two two to four weeks late anyway yeah so from the very beginning of coronavirus people have thought that the government mishandled the whole situation and the fact that they've done things like gone against their own rules time and time again even with like dominic cummings and people getting caught out um different politicians getting caught out across the country and then full-on parties in london mm. it just shows like you know what the government has lost all its credibility now for the public mm. so guys um sort of rounding this topic up how do we see this like where do we go from here what do you predict is gonna happen i I really don't i really can't see him resigning because i don't think there's an adequate substitute for him no but that's that's never that's never stopped people coming into office that's oh yeah that's that's why he's in power in the first (laughs) place yeah exactly exactly like who is gonna be the next person oh i know who and i'm terrified i know who and i am terrified representation yeah i am terrified (laughs) i'm telling you now (sighs) if if it's going the way some people are saying it's gonna go which i can see it going i'm shaking in my boots and i i (laughs) it's the end of mango masala guys i will not be i will not be you will not catch me on air again Mm -mm, i am not doing that to myself talked bad about her on this channel <laughs> no seriously yeah. seriously I, i'm actually like seriously i'm genuinely terrified like i'm terrified because she yeah. is she is in my opinion she's worse than thanos she's worse than thanos is that a marvel reference? yeah oh no what carlos sorry what I, you don't watch marvel no. carlos what the sorry anyway I, I i get it that's oh my god another day yeah that's a that's a whole like, yeah. yeah just she is just i'm i and that is the thing right that is why it's such a on the one hand like you're the, you you have so much rage and you have so much fury but where do you place it right where do you place that fury and that rage because what can come out of this he will resign who will so take his place exactly exactly because he will resign and who will take his place who will take his place? Pretty Patel, who I'm terrified of her. I, me personally, I'm speaking as myself. I am so scared of her. Or the Tories, there'll be some kind of like election or we'll wait till the next general election or whatever. And maybe Labour might come into power or, or something. And who do we have? A man who is, in my opinion, on Boris's payroll anyway. Mm. You know, like it's... Anyway, guys, we're going to play a bit of music now to try and <laughs> lighten the mood. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are well. This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name is Gerns. I'm joined here in the studio with Halima. What's up, guys? Why are you whispering? 
don't know. I don't know. That was the quietest you've ever been on it. I'm just trying. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's just me in it. And then we should also have Simran on Zoom as well. Simran, how are you doing? Oh, I think we need to. Simran. Simran. <laughs> okay, Sim. Oh, yeah, it's called. Simran. Simran. Yeah, guys, we still me? need to get yeah, used. We, to, we still need you. to get used to this new studio, we but we are back. And guys, if you haven't WhatsApped, WhatsApped us yet, then what WhatsApp are you doing? WhatsApp us. Yeah, WhatsApp Go us. Go say the number. The number is. Can I have a drum roll, please? That was the worst drum roll. Sorry. Right, it is plus four four seven four one two six three four eight double seven. To repeat that, plus four four seven four one two six three four eight double seven. And what is we this are for pie or us? This is for pie. So this is the new pie WhatsApp number. It's fresh. It started today. So if you want to get involved in the conversation, that is where to go. And what we are asking you guys right now is for tips on how to stay positive in the new year, especially seeing as Monday, this Monday's Blue Monday, which is supposedly the most depressing day in the year. Oh, wow. Someone called Simran has said Ao. <laughs> oh. yeah, definitely, definitely works. <laughs> but yeah guys what do you have to say about ways to remain positive especially Halima we know that you're not always the most positive yeah recently person. I found out apparently I'm not a positive person I did not know that about myself <laughs> I thought I was quite positive do you know what it is it's because we talk about news and I've only ever got one thing to say when it comes to news in this country that's what it is disappointment yeah but if you guys know me on a personal level I am I am I'm positive Right, Simran, how are you staying positive? <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what Blue Monday was and I had to Google it and then I saw it's like the most depressing day of the year. I was like, this is fun. I thought it was <laughs> like in good. January. We are it in is. January. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> we are in January. Why in my head it's like February tomorrow? In my head it's February oh tomorrow. God, no, I don't know why. It's the, third, it's the third Monday of January. And like yeah. I right. feel like I speak for all my students when I say that January exam period is just awful. There's no, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It just sucks. And like, for me, like I've just don't have routine. I just freestyle every day what I'm doing for a vision yeah. and stuff. I'm just, I just work how it works for me kind of thing. Like a lot of people are regimented and they have really strict timetables. Like some of my friends' timetables are as accurate to like the 20 minute periods of like work and break and whatever. Um, I can't work like that. My brain says no to that kind of stuff. So I feel like for everyone going through exams right now, the best way is to just realize that by the time February comes, this will all be over. You would have gotten through it. You would have tried your best and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And also just work in ways that complement your brain and work in ways that help you. Like don't think that you have to wake up at 6.30 every morning and like make a breakfast and go to the gym and whatever. And like, if that doesn't work for you, if that's not optimal for you, don't do it just because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing don't do it mm -hmm. work with your brain take regular breaks do what you need to do and obviously if you are struggling and this is like not just the students it's to everyone then you need to reach out and um get support from family friends or like i've always i always talk on the show about loads there's loads of different phone <clears throat> numbers samaritan mind charity there's like mm. loads of places to get um, immediate mental health help and support um so yeah I'd say that's the best way. And like, obviously take loads of breaks, go outside as much as you can, go for walks, yeah. um, go to the gym if you can, 
um and just do things that make you happy like studying is not the be all and end all don't work 23 hours a day um and kill yourself just like you know yeah, just you take it break, take it easy take two hours out of your saturday to tune into mango masala <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's not yeah no, but simmering <laughs> like i feel like whenever you say anything about like mental health and psychology i feel like i can't follow it just because it's just it's so like in depth and like just positive energy i, and just, I like, just really live and breathe this psychology thing now oh like since i started my postgrad this just been my bag like, i just I'm, i know these things now it's just everything's in my head like i just i don't know psychology I just, girl i always <laughs> said um winter sucks like seasonal oh, affective disorder it don't affects get me started. capacities and i've and this year i don't know why this year i've made the realization but like i feel like winter is fun like it starts getting dark in october siri babe <laughs> <laughs> it starts getting dark in like october time right but i feel like winter plus christmas and new year's is bearable for a lot of people because mm. festive season is happy like everything's like all mm. lit up and pretty and then as soon as january first hits not only are you hit with like oh the new year's pressure of having resolute resolutions sorted and achieving goals and planning goals and doing huge things it's also dark and miserable still yeah and it's dark and miserable without all the festive without fun and without by, the yeah, light exactly. and the time off work and all that you know you have to then go back to normal life and it's dark at three o'clock luckily now we're getting out of it we're past whatever i don't know what it's called whatever day it is but the days get longer and it gets um the sun goes down later which i think is a massive thing helping feel happier uh like not so great period until like february march time where it's just kind of miserable march is because i i as soon as when it hits the first thing i google is when do the days start getting longer yes yeah, it's, it's march, march yeah. it? it's march it's end the end of march, march. exactly but even now like the sun went down like what an hour ago less than an hour ago before like it was like dark at like three o'clock or whatever it's it's uh, actually so depressing like uh, we're not we're not we're trying to be positive but i just but i guys, hate it right I, no do you know what let me know, just like, say this one thing <laughs> go on simran what i'm saying is like it's unavoidable to feel that way it's what yeah in it it's, bad vibes like, island affective disorder exists for a reason because vitamin d in the sun and brightness is yeah. all like that naturally help you feel happier yeah. when that's when that's limited you're naturally going to struggle mm. to feel as happy as you can in july and august because yeah. the sun's bright and shiny people are just happier that's just how like you know our internal biology works is how our brains work we're Guys. receptive to sunlight do you see this melanin do you look at me do you see this melanin i'm not built for this climate <laughs> My ancestors were not built for this I'm climate. <laughs> I am not built for this climate. I am not supposed to be on this island. I'm here by force. I'm here against my will, okay? So this this winter thing, it really affects me. I really, I know we're going to be positive and I'll get to the positive, but I, I absolutely echo, I think, that Simran said. Like, winter for me is like, I, I hate it so much. The darkness, the gloominess, the cold, like, I, I really do not like it. But that is why self-care in these months is so important because a lot of people who, like even someone like me, I don't like touch wood, you know, alhamdulillah, like I'm I'm pretty off sound mind. Like I've never really uh, uh, struggled too much with kind of like, bad mental health or anything like that but even in the me- in even in the winter months i do get low moods like because of the weather because of like you know sad um so even people who are otherwise just completely like mentally healthy and stuff like that like y- you will find yourself really struggling and that's why it's so important in these months to look after yourself completely like to really put yourself first put your well-being first um especially once january hits i know everyone is kind of like 
you know that co- corporate capitalist go get go get a kind of mentality everyone really like that's kind of enshrined in this whole notion of new year's resolutions people put a lot of undue pressure on themselves everyone thinks like oh my god i gotta start doing this i gotta start doing that i gotta fix this i gotta fix that i gotta be this person i gotta be that person and it's like while it's great to have goals and to better yourself and and and, and, and work on yourself give yourself space like honest honestly like i so i work like obviously simran spoke about the students like student life i work full time and more time in the in my weekday evenings i won't move from my bed i'll be honest with you i will not move from my bed and you know what i don't think there's anything wrong with it if you want to be lazy you could be i really think you should just be lazy if that's what makes you happy when everything else is making you miserable yeah it's very easy and our society is so comparative with your peers like you have to look to the next person to see how well they're doing and then that aligns your standards with how well you should be doing you know things like social media is extremely performative we're exploring our 24 hours with a day with someone's 30 seconds where they're going to look happy you know and living your life by that standard is so unhealthy for you because Everyone has those 24 hours. That's called a sunlight like I mean, <laughs> I don't mean like Molly May. Yeah. I mean, careful, like, everyone careful, has you get cancelled. live their life and experience all these emotions. You, know, you see 30 seconds of someone's day when they're in yeah. a park or at picnic or I don't know, um, and you're comparing it with your entire day. Yeah. And it's very easy to get lost in that and realize that, like, it is hard, especially like it's made harder in times like winter when you're exactly. seeing. Exactly. Like and comparing it with new resolutions i'm a big yeah. advocate honestly for just taking things one day at a time yeah 100 things like mental health like one day at a time and oh my god if one day at a time is too hard an hour at a time a minute at a time you mm. know whatever helps you get through it and if it's staying in bed all day there's nothing wrong with that if it's watching netflix all day there's nothing wrong with that yeah. if it's going to gym or going for walks there's nothing wrong with that like you do you work with your brain and work with your mind and body to get through every day and to you know get what you need to get done done i think it's just, it's, it's, it's important to strike that balance between kind of pushing yourself and doing things that you know are going to be good for you because for, for example like you know how i just explained I like to just spend a lot of time like just cozy it up and and for me that's completely fine there are people who would also do that but for them that would be detrimental right just being holed up all the time that that for them that might not be good someone maybe who does have like you know not great mental health or is more prone to kind of like depression and and, and things like that um and it's so important and difficult but as, as difficult as it is it's as important to strike that balance between pushing yourself so maybe even if you don't want to like do go outside you know like do go outside do go for walks make sure you get fresh air do not it's so easy when it's cold and and dark to just want to stay inside all the time you'll get cabin fever like you will get cabin fever do you know what i mean so so make sure you do things that you know are going to be good for you but also things that make you happy make sure you strike that right balance yeah I think as well rounding this off we've got our first ever official whatsapp message um halima do you want to read it out um yeah so oh i don't have my glasses on carlos Ugh. Well, my glasses off. this number ending in six double o is saying yo make sure you go out for jogs and light exercise when you can dopamine levels for you that yeah. was from quadri our listener quadri yeah uh, uh, number one fan. I think it's important to like you know you have to hack your brain sometimes to like thinking you're happy it's hard like your brain is against you when it's so yeah. dark and miserable and mm-hmm. cold and wet and rainy outside yeah so hacking your brain and doing you know even if it's one small thing a day like getting outside and going for a walk or making it to the gym or making yourself a healthy meal or reading yeah. a book like 
it's all these little things that they add up and they give you like little happy points in your brain and over time those habits will add up and you know before you know it like time does fly before you know it it will be March April the days will be shorter it will be getting lighter outside it will be summer again like that's what I'm saying it's important to remember that like pain and discomfort are always temporary Mm. and especially like I can only speak from a student point of view but especially those going through exams right now like including me I know that by the 29th of Jan I'll be free of exams yeah and that that day is like whatever two odd weeks away so I'm just like counting down the days you know like I said one day at a time no there's a lot of things that we don't want to do that we do that do make us feel better like me I never want to go to the gym but once I'm at the gym and I've done my workout afterwards I do feel yeah I know it's so cliche it's so cliche but it's so true like once you've gone and you've done your workout you do feel so much better you know like so again like i said it is it is that balance between just pushing yourself but obviously not too much yeah yeah gonna play a bit more music now but why don't you two round you off with one piece of short positive advice or like a quote to give to the public oh i got quotes man I would just say, just do what makes you happy. Do what, Mine is the balance thing. Make sure you strike that balance between doing what's good for you and what makes you happy. I think, okay, let's not do the quotes then. Um, mine, <laughs> um, mine would just be, is to stop putting so much pressure on yourself and doing things that work in a way that make you the best that you can be and make you mm. feel as happy as you possibly can. Mm. And sometimes, some days you can complete loads of things and some days you know you know you're a little bit slower and that everything's okay like that's fine you're still mm-hmm. getting through it and mm-hmm. you know the better days will always come here here i should be a motivational speaker here here it's, it's three <laughs> months guys three months and 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 is, yeah. it, is it even three months less than yeah, like two and a half months guys and and things will be better Thank you to everyone that has tuned in today. This has been Mango Masala, the South Asian show with Simran, Gerns and Halima. And yeah, if you want to keep up to date with us and everything South Asian here at Pi Radio, then make sure to follow at Mango Masala Radio on Instagram. Make sure you're also following at Pi Radio UK. And we will see you next week.